Hey there, it's Amy. Welcome to ChirpCast. Encouragement with heart, humor, and a little sarcasm. So I did a little bit of digging and I was curious what the top searches were for 2019. Found a few things here. Um, Some of them were how to tie a tie, how to make slime, how to lose weight, how to get away with murder. Honestly, that seems more like something you'd be searching in 2020, but who am I? And the top searches for 2020 included things that were actually very different than 19. How to screenshot on a Chromebook, how to make a mask, how to make hand sanitizer, how to cut your own hair. Uh, Don't do that, please. Although I know there are a few of you wild ones out there who get bored just enough to do that. Um, I have not quite got that bored yet. And another one is how to change your Zoom background. Because, you know, we all want to look like we're hanging out somewhere on an island when we're really just sitting in our pajamas in a nice dress shirt. So my question is, what are you searching for? So for me, some days uh, I'm searching for motivation. (laughs) And it's not so much that I'm bored out of my mind. Trust me, I got plenty to do around here. But sometimes it's just like I don't know what to do. So about the halfway mark from the beginning of quarantine to now, I remember walking into my living room and I found myself just standing there. Like no reason. I had nothing to do in there. I was just standing there kind of looking around like, I don't know, I was looking for something to jump out at me and be like, hey, do this. Yeah, it didn't happen. And I remember as a kid, if I used to utter those two words, I'm bored to my mom, Oh my goodness, she would start rattling off a list of chores. How about making your bed? How about helping me with dishes? You could go outside and pull some weeds in the flower bed. Well, let's just say that I think that my um, love for reading came about that same time (laughs) when I was old enough to start saying I was bored. As soon as I started reading, it was like there was never a reason to be bored. I could be anywhere in the world with just the turn of a few pages. So That's where my love of reading came from. It came out of a place of boredom. It's funny how all of a sudden when my mom would tell me, you know, you could do this, this, and this and start listing things, I wasn't bored anymore. I would find something to do. I'm going to be honest. I've kind of enjoyed a little bit of the slower pace most days. Trust me, there are days when I really am just bored out of my mind. And Actually, I've done a lot of farm work with my husband, which is kind of a cool thing. We've spent a lot of time together driving around, checking property, looking at raisins. It's been kind of fun. I've even been hauling with him in the truck, in the semi for a while. That was kind of fun. So we've been doing all kinds of stuff together, and I love that. I love having the time to work on projects, personal projects that I have around the house, things that I've wanted to get done and just, you know, never seem to find the time to do them. I'm kind of liking this. So one of the things that I am really trying to do on a daily basis, and my husband's actually been much better at calling me out on this whenever we don't sit down and do our devotional time together, but I've started spending a lot more time by myself um, really studying God's Word. And Honestly, for years, I was happy just to pick up a devotional book. And there are a million great devotional books out there. Don't get me wrong. I think they're fantastic and very inspired by God. But they can kind of make us lazy. And what I mean by that is it's really easy, especially now, to pick up your phone, open a Bible app, pull up a devotional, read through it really quick, 
and hit the little check mark and it's like congratulations you have now been on a streak of five days reading your devotional fantastic okay those kind of things are really good and i am definitely not going to talk down or bad about them but i feel like it's made us very lazy in digging into the god's word and into the bible on our own um you know we don't really take the time to search things out for ourselves. Now, I can tell you there have been times when I've been reading through the Bible and I've come across maybe a story or a specific person and they intrigued me. And so then that's when the search would start. That's when I would really try to find out about that person or about their story and what that really meant and how can I apply that to my life. Um, What lesson can I learn from them? But when I read devotionals, oftentimes I sit down, I read, check mark, and I'm on my way. I enjoy when God really speaks to my heart. Um, We've been having a Bible study at our home with some ladies, and these are very near and dear to my heart friends that come over, we open up our Bibles, we talk about God's Word, and we really get to the heart and the meat of what the Bible's talking about, I feel. And so I have found that on Tuesday mornings, I really look forward to this time because I know that I'm going to be with, one, a group of really awesome friends and family. And two, I'm going to learn something new that God wants to teach us. And so I'm really excited for those days. And now also being able to go back to church, I look forward to Sundays to being able to sit and listen to the sermon and being able to grab what it is that God wants to speak to me. Some days I would find myself spending more time on Pinterest looking up how to decorate my porch for fall instead of really sitting down and asking God what he wants to say to me. On a personal level, it just, it doesn't make sense why I would spend so much time on something so trivial when eternity hangs in the balance, I guess. And so I found that I wasn't really searching out God's word. I was just okay to go and nibble off of the little morsels that somebody else had taken the time to search out in God's word. And so I wanted to really kind of look at Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen and Matthew six thirty three today. So Jeremiah 29, 13 says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. That makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? Okay. Have you ever lost your cell phone or your car keys? That one drives me nuts. You know, what's really bad is when you lose the remote to your TV, that one will drive everybody in the house crazy. And what do we do? We get up and we start searching out for whatever it is that's lost, especially if it's the TV remote, because goodness knows none of us have buttons on our TV that we know how to work yet. So we get up, we look through the cushions, we start digging around under blankets, we make the dog move, we make each other stand up because we think that it must be under somebody. And we are actually searching and seeking out for something that's lost. So when Jeremiah is talking to us, he says that... You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. So you have to really go after God. God doesn't want a flippant relationship that is surface and only easy, right? I mean, he does want to have a good relationship with us, but he doesn't want it to be so surface that we never have to actually care about what he thinks. And I feel like that's the problem with so many of us is 
It's not so much that we don't care what God thinks. It's that we don't care to ask him what he thinks. You know, there are a million different choices that we can make every single day about our lives, about how we should go about in our relationships with other people, about maybe jobs, career changes, places to move, places to stay, churches to serve at. There are so many different ways that we can make changes in our lives. And God, the ultimate one who cares the most about us, oftentimes is kind of left in the dust. We don't take the time to seek him, to seek out what is his answer for our lives. And so it says, when you seek me with all of your heart, he says, you're going to find me. God's not trying to play hide and seek with us. He's not, you know, if you look hard enough, you'll find me. But he's saying, I just want you to try. I just want you to make the effort to build this relationship, to at least reach out. You know, I've heard it said, you know, if there was a hundred steps between me and God, God would take 99 and only expect me to take that one step. And I think that's so true. God is not asking us to take all the steps and then he's going to say, okay, I guess I'll have something to do with you. No, God is desiring to have everything to do with you. And all he wants is for you just to seek him out. Just go after him. Just talk to him. Just spend time with him. And Matthew 6, says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I don't even know where it is that we got this idea that we can just have God as, I don't know, just like an extra Just something in our back pocket that we can pull out and use whenever we need to. Kind of like our ace card. But God really says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. God wants us to live the best life possible. And only he can provide that. I mean, I know some people who have great lives, if you ask them. And they have all the money they could possibly need. But I'll tell you, when I've spent time with these people, I've learned they're kind of miserable. They're not excited about life. They're just sort of whatever, all about making money, all about becoming famous, all about trying to put their name out there, their businesses. And, you know, whenever we seek God and his righteousness first for our lives, it says all these things will be added to you. I don't know what your need is right now. I don't know what it is that you might be searching for. I don't know if it's peace. I don't know if it's contentment. Now, if it's contentment, I can tell you, I have struggled with that for years. From the moment we set foot, I think, (laughs) in the town that I currently live in, as a 14-year-old girl, I think that discontentment took root in my heart. And it has taken me the better part of 25 years to be able to look at where I am and say, I am incredibly content I am incredibly thankful and happy for God to add all the things, the extras that he gave me that I didn't deserve, but he gave them to me. And I'll tell you that I think that it's because I finally stopped and wanted to seek God first and his kingdom and his righteousness. And I wanted to know what it was he wanted for my life. And oftentimes the things that he wanted were the same things that I wanted. Peace in my own heart and mind. Contentment has been the overflow from the things that God has blessed me with. So my question for you is a simple one. What are you searching for today? And I don't mean on Google. 
We're not all trying to learn how to make whipped coffee. But I do want to know what God wants for my life. And my prayer for you is that you would also desire to know what God's will is and to seek him out. One of the exercises that we do in our ladies Bible study is we read a passage of scripture and then I ask them to stop, to reread it quietly to themselves and to see what stands out to them. What is something intriguing that that really kind of grabs their heart? And then we discuss it. And if you're not in a Bible study setting and you're sitting by yourself, like I often am when I'm reading the Bible, try that. Read a portion of scripture, go back and reread it a couple of times and see what it is that jumps out at you. If it's a specific word, look up that word. There are so many good Bible apps that can help you study the word of God. I actually have the regular Bible app on my phone and I use it all the time, probably daily. And it's really been a tool that has helped me understand God's word and to be able to hear his voice in my life. My prayer is that you have a great day today and that you find yourself seeking him with all of your heart. We'll see you next time.